Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You've tuned in to Columbia Calling, your first stop for everything you want to know about Columbia. How and where to invest, where to visit. From the Pacific to the Caribbean, the Andes Mountains to the Amazon jungle, Columbia has a slice of everything. Shooting from the hip, answering the questions that need answering. Here's your host, the journalist and hotelier, Richard McCall, shedding some light on the fashionable South American destination of Colombia. It's that time of the week again, folks. This is me, your host, Richard McCall, here in Bogota, Colombia, 2,600 meters closer to the stars. And this is episode 491 of the Columbia Calling Podcast. Of course, this episode uh, will try and, well, remove you somewhat of the away from the worrying events taking place around the world, not least because our President Petro has been rather outspoken about events taking place in the Middle East. No doubt these will be addressed in Emily Hart's news brief coming up after this uh, segment. Uh, This week's uh, interviewee is Sam, who's in Antioquia. Sam was on the show a year and a half ago when he was talking about his ayahuasca retreats there. He's grown, and it's a positive story. It's now called La Huayra, La Huayra Ayahuasca uh, Retreat. It's authentic. It's It's got hundreds of positive reviews, and he's going to tell us all about it in his podcast and so on and how it has grown and what he hopes to do in the future. So nice to take our mind off a little bit of what's going on around the world right now. Uh, Of course, you will have noticed that I've been pretty active on social media. My fledgling um, editorial company, Fuller Vigil, has published one book for pre-order. That's uh, Better Than Cocaine, uh, Learning to Grow Coffee and Live in Colombia by Barry Max Wills, who, of course, was on the uh, Columbia Calling podcast last week, a fun episode chatting with him. You can pre-order that book on Amazon as a Kindle ebook version will be available from the 30th of November and there is going to be a launch party and hopefully for my own book as well which is called The Montpos Project Lifting the Veil A Tale of Love and Hotels in Colombia. In the meantime I finished up something I've been working on for quite some time and it's called Columbia at a Crossroads, a historical and social biography. And I would like to say that it's sort of a a history politics geography book about Columbia with a bit more of a heartbeat. And thank you to Nicholas Forsens, thank you to Peter Watson, thank you to Andre Gomez Suarez, thank you to David Restrepo, and please, oh, Adrian Alselma of Columbia Reports for all of their input and of course submitting essays or documents to uh, included in the text, which I feel gives them, a, you know, it gives it an, an amazing uh, breadth of information. Of course, there will be things that are missed out. There will be things that are overlooked. It's quite hard to get all of Colombia into there, but 
I think I've done quite well. I think I've done a lot. This is now available for free for our Patreon supporters. So there is an EPUB uh, copy there in Patreon. You can buy it via the Patreon page. And of course, it's on Amazon Kindle as well. We hope, I will, actually, you know, I will, let's commit to this, bring out a print version in early 2024, which will be updated, of course, with these months of the Petro presidency, because so much is moving ahead so fast that I'll need to update it within just a few months' time. So thank you again, everyone who's supporting us. Thank you for everything. It really has been quite the busy year, but we're getting there, we're getting, we're pushing through, and fuller vigil tutorial is moving ahead so i'm going to leave you now with emily hart and the news thank you to everyone who is a patreon supporter you can always support us patreon.com forward slash columbia calling and then we will go over to talk to sam in antioquia at la Waira retreat ayahuasca or yahe retreat there so thank you again and don't go away the columbia calling podcast is sponsored by latin news a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean since 1967. Their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. We are also sponsored by BNB Columbia Tours, which is a leading tour operator providing a wonderful range of exclusive small group shared tours for those over 50, along with customizable private tours to both popular and off-the-map destinations throughout this beautiful and diverse country. If you're interested in experiencing one of their unforgettable journeys through Colombia, be it a shared tour with like-minded travelers or creating a unique private package of your own, just complete the form on the Columbia Calling website. That's www.columbia.com. Calling.co or the BNB Columbia Tours website. That's www.bnbcolumbia.com. And they'll be in touch within 24 hours to answer all of your questions and to start the planning of your exclusive Colombian adventure. So that's bnbcolumbia.com and latinnews.com. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. October 16th, 2023. This week, following various delays, the dialogue table between the government and FARC dissident group, the Estado Mayor Central, will finally be set up. The protocols for a three-month bilateral ceasefire will also be announced this week. However, only yesterday, the army accused the EMC of killing a soldier in Cauca. Soldiers were reportedly ambushed on their way to a polling station to provide security during upcoming elections. However, the EMC claims that it was in fact the security forces that started the confrontation and that three members of their group were killed in the attack. The UN mission are currently carrying out an independent verification of the event. ...seem to have stabilised, according to a new poll by Imbamer. Both unfavourability and favourability dropped only one point since the last polls, to 60% and 32% respectively. Mayors across the country saw high levels of unfavorability, according to the same poll. Medellin's mayor has 63% disapproval, Barranquilla's has 57%, Bogotá's 54%, Bucaramanga's 70%, and Cali 77 
A similar trend is seen in the perception of governors. Clan's Cielo Heneco is the subject of an arrest warrant after a raid on her house and office in which she was not located. The family have been at the centre of numerous corruption scandals and links to paramilitaries while controlling politics in the department of Cesar for decades. According to newspaper El Tiempo, who broke the story, an ex-paramilitary soldier has made allegations against her relating to murder and violations of human rights. Her son, Alberto Monsalvo, is currently suspended from his role as governor while he is investigated for corruption. Her brother and former patriarch of the clan, Jorge Heneco Serchar, was accused by Salvatore Mancuso himself of promoting the arrival of paramilitarism in Cesar. He was later killed by paramilitary leader Jorge Cuarenta in 2001. Lucas, another brother, was the first elected governor in 1991, later sentenced to 24 years in prison for corruption and voter deception. His son, Senator José Alfredo Geneco, is currently being investigated for paying bribes to a prosecutor in order to favour his father in court. Though her location remains unknown, this warrant may be key to the local elections to be held on the 29th of October. It may break the family's hold on the politics of the department, which was set to continue with their candidate, Elvia Milena San Juan, who had a majority of voting intentions in the department at last polling. Has died in hospital at 66 years old of eye cancer. Luis Alfredo Garavito was serving his sentence for the murder and sexual abuse of at least 189 children across more than 10 departments. He was reportedly being considered for release for good behaviour, having served 24 years of his 40-year sentence. At the time of his conviction, 40 years in prison was the maximum sentence permissible in Colombia. His case was historic in terms of the national discussion of sexual abuse of children, the case caused Congress to pass harsher laws with higher penalties for rapists and sexual criminals. Conflict diplomatic relations between Israel and Colombia have crumbled after an escalation of declarations by Petro via X, formerly Twitter, in solidarity with Palestine, rejecting Israeli violence against civilians and blockades without condemning Hamas. His comments were publicly rejected as anti-Semitic by the Israeli state and their close ally, the US. After around 100 tweets on the issue, Petro ultimately declared, if we must suspend relations with Israel, we will. We do not support genocides. Israel then suspended its security exports to Colombia, having formally provided more than 10% of the country's import of weapons, the second largest provider after the US. Today, after hostile exchanges between the president and Israel's ambassador to Colombia on social media, the foreign minister publicly suggested that the ambassador should make his excuses and leave the country. Thanks for listening. And we're back. This is episode 491 of the Columbia Calling Podcast. I'm Richard McCall here in Columbia. And my very special guest this week is in the Antiochian countryside. He was on the show more than a year ago. And we've got him on to talk about his success stories since then. So welcome, Sam. Welcome back on the Columbia Calling Podcast. Thank you, Richard. Thank you for having me. 
Yeah, we last spoke. Uh, it's uh, you said it's episode four hundred ninety-one. It was episode four hundred twenty, and it was exactly a year and a half ago. And so much has changed since then, uh, and um, a lot of the, as as I say, you know, your podcast was the first podcast I ever was invited on, and uh, after that, I had been invited on eight more podcasts, and uh, I even started my own podcast. 12 episodes now so i attribute uh, part of this success to to you because uh, i had such a great experience with you that's very kind of you but i i think it's all down to your content sam and what you're doing i mean uh, it's it's a great story it's a great story a guy who used to work on oil rigs in the north mm-hmm. sea a latvian who t- ends up in the countryside outside of medellin helping people i well would you say reach a way to spiritual enlightenment through ayahuasca or yahe well ayahuasca is a multi-tool uh, at our retreat our motto is connect heal grow so you can expect to experience all of these so you connect uh, to yourself you connect to medicine to nature to mother earth then you heal yourself heal physically mentally and then you grow both uh, professionally and spiritually so whatever you want that uh, medicine will probably deliver uh, the best part that uh, it did it for me personally, so I am, uh, you know, leading by example. And uh, yeah, if uh, if you allow me, I, w- I, w- I will talk about that as well. I'll promote it, promote it. Everything you need to promote, go for it. But let's hmm. let's let's go back the year and a half, then sixty uh, odd episodes ago, or whenever it was, seventy episodes ago, and 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 let's uh, let's talk about when we first. You were, you know, you had already offered several sort of retreats uh, for people to uh, undergo ceremonies with ayahuasca with the appropriate titas, the shaman uh, who you brought up from, I think, was it Cauca or Putumayo? Putumayo. Putumayo, yeah. You brought them up and you were having people brought out from Medellin largely and they were doing, uh, you know, undergoing these sacred ceremonies. A lot of people obviously some sort of solution to problems. So what I remember, Sam, is that I think you bought a huge piece of land. I want to say San Carlos or Ituango, somewhere around there. You were going to do mm-hmm. a, a big retreat in that area. Is that is that what you've moved on to? So, yeah, the, the plan was to... So I was doing retreats from here, from Fredonia, Antioquia, and I was... Uh, when we last spoke, I was considering buying a place in uh, San Carlos did end up buying a, a land in San Carlos, but, uh, you know, a few synchronicities later, I ended up buying the actual retreat where, which I was renting back then to do ceremonies. And it's not as huge as that piece that I was talking to you about. I think it was something like 60 quadras, something ridiculous like that with the waterfall. This is only mere four hectares or 10 acres, you know, uh, tiny compared to that, but still pretty big. And uh, instead of having a water, as I was expecting to have back then, we do have a creek, and the, the but the place is really beautiful. So, and I think it's it's way more realistic. Uh, I guess I was a bit more romantic. Because imagine colonizing so much land, and it's it's a uh, it's a big it's a big uh, effort. So I'm happy where we are right now, and it's it's actually where we've been running the retreat for from last time we spoke, and uh, people really love that place. A lot of people they are 
directly attached to it. So, and uh, what, what also didn't, um, what also helped is uh, I've uh, I put my Google tag here and we started collecting reviews. So as of now, I believe we have like 275 star reviews and, you know, moving that location would be probably not, not beneficial as well. Yeah. So I, I actually re-listened to our podcast just so, so I can remember everything we talked about and, you know, not to repeat myself, but a lot of, a lot of dreams and a lot of goals I set back then became the reality. Like I remember when we spoke, my wife was pregnant with our second kid. And now he's already walking around and uh, saying, Papa. All the time. And, um, we bought this property, obviously, which was a big, big, uh, effort because I'm, uh, I'm many things, but I'm not rich. So it was not easy to pull off. And, um, yeah, the retreat has grown. We went from doing one week a month to now doing two and a half weeks a month. So three retreats every month. And, um, uh, yeah, on average, I, I believe we reached, uh, more than a thousand people that came through our doors. And, uh, most importantly, we're still, one of the most affordable retreats out there, which is not an easy thing to pull off. So I'm, I'm kind of proud of that. And uh, yeah, built cabins and some cool stuff and uh, a gym and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm very excited where the project is heading. And uh, I must say thank you as well to you and your podcast because quite a few people ended up coming after listening to our episodes. And what they said is, I guess they liked my uh, down to earth explanation of ayahuasca because i think uh they uh, identify with uh, my desire to sort of lower the limit the barrier of entry so you don't need to be dressed a certain way or speak in a certain way to drink ayahuasca ayahuasca for everyone except for maybe a couple very rare uh, situations and uh, ayahuasca is uh, you know it's for healing for anyone who who wants to dig deeper and it's not only for spiritual people right so i guess um that that's uh, i refined the message of mine in, in in that episode as well and i think it's we've been we've been going in the same direction pretty much and yeah very very happy with results that's amazing more than a thousand people have done the ceremonies through your retreat mm -hmm. and now you're up to two and a half weeks a month uh so how many normally come on one of your retreats what's the average number the average is 20 people in a group and um it's actually we we experimented a lot i think the we did everything from 10 people to 25 mm -hmm. and i believe 20 to 25 is that golden amount where the group is not too big but also at the same time in the word circles we noticed this uh, uh, phenomena where a person comes and then it, group there are two three people with the very similar situations and they kind of learn from each other and when the group is too small you're lacking that mirroring effect in the group because it's funny how sometimes it's easy for us to see uh, our own problem in somebody else instead of ourselves and it's easy to see solutions for others and it largely happens in those uh, word circles that we do uh, i mean we improved so much since the last time we spoke it's almost it seems like a different retreat and it kind of funny because we we do have a different name now as well now your name now is la waira la waira what does that mean um for those who are going to be watching the video i don't know if you can see <laughs> this symbol here la waira is the tool that a shaman uses uh for for cleansing so if, uh, if 
let's say you're in the ceremony and you go through a rough patch, shaman comes and he performs a cleanse on you, and they use lawira to move the energies. Lawira is a Kichwa word, and you know, the indigenous people in uh, Putumajo, they, they have uh, Inga is a tribe we work with. They have, their language is also in a Kichwa language group, so Kichwa means air. So air and wind, so it's one of the one of the four elements, so it's it's a big word. And also, like our previous name was in Colombia, and our website is still Ayahuasca in Colombia because it's it's great for SEO, right? But uh, it's kind of very confusing in a way because if somebody asks, you, "Where did you do Ayahuasca?" they'll say, "I did Ayahuasca in Colombia," and it's uh, it's kind of very very broad. So we found this different name, and apparently our logo is pretty. We recently made a gate with the logo and. Uh, the guy that made a gate for us said uh, two, three other people asked him to make uh, the gate for them with the same beautiful flower or whatever it is. I'm like, be careful. That's, you know, that's our, that's our logo. Don't yeah. steal it. Yeah. I mean, someone steal. So, and okay. So the white are very nice. Nice t-shirt. I like it. I like the, I like the, yeah, the logo is very nice. Well designed and everything else. So um, quickly, let's get your, you've done 12 episodes of the ayahuascapodcast.com. Uh, ayahuasca, obviously, is an attractive subject for many people around the world. I imagine the podcast is doing very well. So it's really hard to say because we only launched it maybe a few weeks ago. I was kind of connect, collecting different episodes and interviewing different uh, clients that would come through uh, and get great results. I would just talk to them about their stories. And eventually I realized that, you know, I would put them on our Facebook group and create content that was like, you know what? There's uh, there's like a podcast here. There's there's a lot of information now, and if I do it regularly, you know, I can make it uh, another job for myself. I already have like five, right? <laughs> you you probably know how it feels. Yes. But um, basically, what I do is uh, when we have somebody come to the gates, and then let's say they come back later and they say tell this great story of transformation or how the life changed. You know, I am myself that story, but you know, people hear other opinions but they say you know the last episode i recorded is we had a, uh, a patient and he he came back uh, seven months ago he, since then completely quit smoking weed and he was smoking weed for 20 years and obviously i sat him down and said <clears throat> bob if you want to talk about it and we spoke about his addiction how ayahuasca helped him what's the nature of addiction and it's kind of those you know short episodes that describe specific situations and where i can come in handy. I have one on alcoholism. There's one on like parallels in between Amazonian uh, spirituality and like Eastern spirituality from uh, a, a lady that uh, came from India and is very knowledgeable about it. So whenever I find somebody that comes through our doors who is like especially interesting to talk to and especially interesting to listen to, I always get this idea. Like I wish I would. I wish I would record that conversation. I'm sure you with that feeling yeah. so i just started recording it and i don't know where it's gonna go but uh one of my uh, missions in life as you probably remember from the, the last podcast is uh give ayahuasca to as many people as possible so they experience the same transformation i personally experienced and part of that is also education and I think the podcast is one of the best ways to educate people on how to do it properly you know how to avoid the pitfalls of um going to a wrong retreat or drinking with a shaman who's not or you know becoming that one of those bad news stories about ayahuasca and instead being one of those great new great stories so 
Yeah, I mean, it, it tends to be that we hear and remember the bad news. So obviously, you're you're fulfilling an important role. Tell us about, I guess it was Bob, who obviously had his addiction to to weed. Tell us about how how ayahuasca helped him. I'm I'm curious as to his process or the, or the person who was an alcoholic. So uh, with with addiction, I, I always like to use uh, Gabor Mate. And Gabor Mate is a very uh, famous writer uh, and also an ayahuasca enthusiast. He always says, don't look for the substance, look for the pain. And um, the reason is that we as humans can get addicted to literally anything, uh, work, uh, porn, uh, you know, alcohol, drugs, anything that, that exists there we can get addicted to as long as it uh, allows us to run away from pain. So... In, in, in the case of Bob, right, he, he had some traumatic uh, childhood experiences that uh, he shared on the podcast. And he also had a traumatic marriage that uh, broke up. And basically, that uh, him running away from that pain, his go-to automedication method was weed because it numbed his pain. And uh, when he uh, attended the retreat, he addressed some of that pain. And uh, the, the, the thing... With, with addiction, you can resist the addiction. Let's say there's a beer in the fridge and you think about it every second of the hour, but you choose not to drink it. And the other thing is, when you feel so good, you don't even remember about that beer in your fridge. And that's that's the difference where when the healing of addiction comes from addressing the root trauma, you unwrap that tension that then you don't need the substance anymore. And it's interesting because even if you are addicted to something experience that substance and not become addicted again it's just uh you take away that main drive and um so yeah don't look for a substance or behavior look always look for the pain i find that it is something like you are restoring a certain degree of self-esteem to someone like that well per perhaps in some cases it, it has to do with self-esteem if let's say Trauma is uh, related to self-esteem. If, let's say, your your mother told you that you're ugly and then you have social anxiety and then you know, to be comfortable in public, you need to smoke weed or, or drink or whatever other substance you do. It's also a possibility. But sometimes it's uh, it's not about self-esteem. It's, it's largely about, you know, you being by yourself and doing nothing. How comfortable are you? How, how good do you feel? If you always... To distract yourself with something, be it work or a substance or something, then maybe there's something going on underneath that you're trying to hide from yourself. And just so happen to be you drink ayahuasca, it's it's all in your face. You have no choice but to address it. And you can it's not an immediate process, it's not like you drink ayahuasca once and all your problems go away forever. But it does begin that process of healing. And that's why you know, Bob, I interviewed him at the retreat, he came back and asked him, like, why are you back after seven months? And that he liked how he felt and he liked the new clarity and he just wants to go deeper because generally we are built on a foundation of trauma. We are conditioned by many positive and negative experiences, but the, the negative experiences are the ones that really shape us sometimes. And, uh, you know, our egos, they, 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 they're, they're shaped to be a certain way to protect us. And sometimes those egos no longer serve us because 
overprotective and overreactive and it doesn't allow us to build relationships. And this is the time you want to look into that and maybe reshape it a little bit with ayahuasca. Many, many people have told me something like uh, it felt like 10 years of therapy, 20 years of therapy, 15 years of therapy, a number amount of therapy. Different people from different parts of the world have told me that. It's because it does that. It really goes in. I like to say it's kind of like a factory for your, for your, uh, you know, your computer, your brain. Okay. And, and when you talk about this clarity, I guess the ayahuasca and the ceremony and the well, no, visions that you have strip away all the everyday noise that don't allow you to see or to find that pain. Is, is that what you would say? So it's really hard to explain exactly how ayahuasca works and how it feels in the process because it's not always even vision. Sometimes it's just a message in, a, in the form of realization or a memory coming through. So let's say, let's talk about trauma specifically. What, what you might experience in the ceremony is, so the, the, the problem with addictions and uh, let's say mental health issues, when you are depressed, when you're anxious, you don't always know exactly why. Because if everyone knew, then they would probably do something about it. You might not even notice that you're okay. You're, you're just, uh, you're living your life and maybe you experience it as bad mood. And what ayahuasca helps you do is uh, connect with yourself and your own subconscious and just, uh, you know, introspect enough to understand what's the root. Where is it coming from? What happened? Uh, for example, in my case, a lot of my uh, issues, they come from, from the childhood. When I was uh, three and a half years old, my parents had this great idea to send me to my grandma to another country for a year and a half. And, you know, for for a little kid, uh, losing your, your entire world and going to another place, to another people that you never met before, doesn't feel like an adventure. It feels like you've been betrayed, you've been given up, and uh, you might not even recall that there was a memory. But ayahuasca helps you helps you do that. Like in 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 one of my deep trips, obviously when uh, my native language is is Russian. In Latvia, we speak both Russian and Latvian. I my wife recalled me and she recorded me saying I was calming myself down. now saying, "Don't cry, baby, don't cry." In Russian, it's like it's, it comes from there. It comes from very deep. And uh, how how else do you? I mean, there there are ways to to get there, but. Uh, Personally, ayahuasca is, is the is the way, but there, there are there are many different plant medicines and uh, you know spiritual practices that allow a person to 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 go that deep and 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 address though. But yeah, ayahuasca is definitely the the one that I found for myself and it worked amazingly well. And you know, every month we have uh, sixty people, so three different groups come through our doors and leave very happy. And yeah, it's just been. A wild ride but very very exciting one i, I have to ask because you, you've unearthed some obviously points of real interest and if you don't want to talk further about your your childhood trauma but i mean do you as an adult remember being sent away age three and a half so i i do remember some parts of it right and it's uh the reason i never thought it was a problem and it took me a while to understand that maybe some of my 
you know, I would notice that my reaction to certain things would be overly exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that I react especially strongly to betrayal. And then I started thinking, you know, I never had a girlfriend cheat on me or I never had a, a real betrayal in my life. So it, it took me a while to understand where I was coming from. Because, uh, I, I, I later learned that, that that emotion that I felt in that moment as a child was that of, of a betrayal. So it's, it's, it's like extra strong for me. But uh, do you recall, do I recall the exact moment and, and the pain? No, because basically what, 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 what makes trauma a trauma is that because it's so painful, your brain just wraps it in layers of other stuff and hides it away in your subconscious. And then it just sits there and kind of slowly seeks out, like leaks out and poisons your life in form of depression, anxiety. In those, uh, you know, milder mental health uh, issue uh, issues, and um, it's when when you work with uh, things like ayahuasca, you can address those and kind of clean them up a little bit. And a lot of time, you know, we talk about purging in the ceremony, and people really hate that aspect. I remember we talked about it last time. When you purge, sometimes you are able to release that uh, that trauma. And the difference between a trauma and a memory is that when when you then go back to that think about it it no longer feels you no longer feel the emotion you just remember a memory but you fi- you show me a person and i'll probably be able to find some kind of trauma we we are life is impossible to live without being traumatized so it's not it's not that uh like, like you say at the retreat we're not uh, here to compare the trauma we, we just all want to feel good and uh uh yeah ayahuasca is, al- is also not only trauma and uh, heal something because sometimes it can be used as a tool you know let's say this is good level and traumatized and depressed is here but like very successful and happy is here so you can use it to bring you here but you can also use it to take you here and it's a it's a multi-tool of course i i mean you've been involved in this now for a couple of years or several years are you is there any way that uh, a taita or a shaman, the first Latvian uh, Colombian shaman? Well, uh, there's a patient of ours uh, or a client, whatever you would like to call it. He's also Latvian and I think he drinks more ayahuasca than me. So if Mm -hmm. I would ever set that goal, he'd probably beat me. So Martin, if you're listening, uh, we're the only two Latvians in in Colombia. So you'll probably... know who i'm talking about but um so it's not my goal to become a shaman i think it's a very difficult job to do and the job i'm doing it really is really helping my shaman because he doesn't have to worry about marketing and integration and word circles and the other small details you know as i say running an ayahuasca retreat is like running a hotel a restaurant uh, and a psych ward Hmm. together so, but um, if I would want to become a shaman, hypothetically, if I drink ayahuasca for 10 years or more and I really focus on that, I could be ready enough to give medicine. And then my shaman could say, you know, you're ready here. I allow you to, drink, to give medicine to other people. But um, yeah, I don't think I want that. Uh, I have seen a vision from ayahuasca and I think I shared in the podcast 
but it involved me drinking medicine just with one person. So not, not a group of people, but just one-on-one with a person. And then uh, the medicine would show me how to help them heal. It was, it was something like that. But um, a shaman, yeah, a lot of people want that title of a shaman, but they don't want the responsibility that comes with it. It's a, a shaman, I like to say shaman is like a neurosurgeon for your soul. And the things they see and understand is beyond. Like, I, you know, since we last spoke, a year and a half have passed. I've seen so many stories of shaman seeing future and past and being so precise. Like, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer now. How skeptical I am! It's it's just they've proven themselves to me that they they do really have amazing talent of you know, seeing and understanding things we don't see and understand. Mm. But you know, and a ten-year commitment as well, of course, to drinking ayahuasca and then having your taita say it's ready now. It's it's a long time, and between here and there, anything can. I mean that's the truth of it. You don't know where you're going. So I mean, let's let's uh, let's go through your your uh, clientele, people who come for ceremonies. Are they all foreigners? Or are you getting Colombians as well? I say we get maybe five percent of Colombians, five to ten percent. We do have some, but um, it's just that for Colombians, they uh, they they have more accessible like. Uh, week like one day ceremonies here and there mm. uh, and f- what we do is mostly for somebody who comes from a foreign country and they want to go and do a deep dive one one week and do four ceremonies and it also doesn't help that because our ma- majority of our clientele is foreigners the retreat is in english so the Colombians that we can receive are are those that that speak english and because otherwise it would be really hard to make it happen but i i do i do see our uh i do uh, maybe somewhere, somewhere in the future, when we can finding a way to also have like Spanish-speaking retreats, but it's a uh, as of now it's a really difficult task because let's say some of the facilitators on my team don't speak Spanish, and you know it's tricky. But uh, we do have some Colombians, and they they really enjoy the experience as well. And and uh, where did the majority of your of your uh, customer your yeah, your clients come from? I would say. Fifty percent North America, thirty yeah. percent Europe, twenty percent all over the place. Everything from Japan, China, Africa, Australia, New Zealand, a lot, a lot. We have uh, uh, probably like every country in the world. You know, it's not not every like a lot of. There's a lot of small countries that we didn't have, but there's there's really a, a wide variety of people, and I think has really been growing in popularity and uh, people are seeking it especially we have a lot of desperate people coming i remember in last podcast we spoke about people buying a ticket to our retreat it's been happening so many times now and so far i'm really happy to report that they end up buying a ticket afterwards and feel better than ever so but it's a big it's a big responsibility like uh, when somebody comes and says you know i bought a one-way ticket if this I'm going to give up on life, and uh, luckily so, ayahuasca can not not maybe completely fix them, but at least put them on the path of healing, 
What when you say they come really desperate? I mean, you suggested there that they're going to give up on life, but what kind of desperation are we talking about? Well, everyone has a different story, but generally, it's um, some form of suicidal ideation, and it's also it has to do with also with running away from pain. Like somebody's existence is just so miserable emotionally, like they they're just never happy and in pain where they just ask themselves, well, you know, why am I even alive? And then when they drink ayahuasca, the, the medicine shows them how beautiful the life is and how you can live uh, better and uh, takes away the pain for, for a little bit to allow them to see clearly and they, and maybe even to address that, the cause, you know, where where is the pain coming from? And uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to outline specific uh, motive because there's different um, different stories, but it generally always has something to do with, you know, unhappy childhood, lack of love, some kind of trauma, and then also a lack of direction in life and just un unhappy existence, especially for people that are they're in such a bad shape emotionally that they're hurting people around them. Sometimes that also makes them start thinking, Maybe if I um, undo myself, the people around me will feel better. This kind of thinking. There's, yeah, it's it's pretty sad to talk about it, but uh, it's it's also great that we do have that tool because it does it does provide the relief that they they seek. Yeah, I I, I mean you know there are so many positive stories that come out of the negative stories. Let's say the people coming with all this trauma, the people coming with addiction. On. Uh, as you say, the great quote, don't look for the substance, look for the, the pain. Are there people who turn up and you, you say what you're looking for is, is, is unachievable? What you're looking for, we need to take down a bit your expectations of what we can do here? So let's say uh, there are some mental conditions where ayahuasca is, is not going to help. It actually can make it for example, schizophrenia or psychosis, uh, bipolar. So in that case, yeah, unfortunately, I have to say, you know, about that psychedelics might not be the route you should pursue. And uh, you know, look into microdosing and other uh, modalities. Also, if somebody comes with, you know, AIDS or terminal cancer, it's a bit too late. You know, as as I like to my my thinking on health is that our, our bodies are perfect and we can heal ourselves no matter what uh, no matter what disease gets to us but we can only do that when we are aligned and properly functioning but if you're in this balance for a long time the disease can can come through you and if it's uh, really called uh, there, there is a there there are you know moments where ayahuasca will be will not be able to help you but at the same time there's a lot of Mysterious autoimmune diseases, which are, which can, where you can uh, trace the the beginning of them to a uh, trauma or an addiction, like uh, so-called somatic uh, uh, diseases, and we have a lot of people get get released from them, and um, those people, um, I then try to sit them down and interview them to to talk about it and see if that can give hope to others. But yeah, if somebody is 
dying and they come to ayahuasca is not gonna uh, make them come back to life. It's probably gonna kill them faster because it is a pretty pretty tough process. So if you're on the verge of uh, dying, then I'd say abstain from it and enjoy uh, enjoy your family, enjoy your last days and stuff like that. We don't get much of that, but we did get people with with uh, ca cancer in remission. That's I would say it's a good time to come to ayahuasca when it is in remission, just so it doesn't come back. And you align your body, or a shaman helps you, you know, make your natural protections go up. But even for people that are really, really uh, desperate and have like diseases that don't seem to have solution, I, I do believe there are other medicines or you know ancestral medicines that can be of help. But you you have mentioned on a couple of occasions, sort of the possibility of other plant medicines, natural medicines. Uh, what are we talking about microdosing uh, with, uh, I think, is it mushroom microdosing? I mean, I don't know a lot about this. Well, you can also microdose ayahuasca, right? But uh, it's really hard to get uh, ayahuasca because, you know, responsible shamans, they will never give you ayahuasca because you can say it's only for microdosing and then you go ahead and drink it, drink a large amount. So to know but yeah mushrooms are is that medicine that is uh, easily attainable and is legal in a lot of places uh this could be a good uh for for somebody to to start working on 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 their mental health without you know pushing it too hard and uh, just uh, other plant medicines that uh, for example the the one the plant it's not really plant medicines like animal medicine cambo which is a frog poison it's really it's really great i believe like for example if i would ever get cancer i'd probably just go and do a lot a lot of combo because it just uh, really, uh boosts up your immune system i personally got a lot of relief from uh like sinus problems and allergies using combo we don't offer combo because i believe combo is is very difficult and you have to be in a really good um, you know shape some issues, for example, you need to definitely test your body, make sure you don't have ulcers and stuff like this, because it, it thins the blood and you can get uh, hemorrhage. So, but if you're if you're okay and you do it, then it's it's it's, it's an amazing medicine. So you just have to be very careful when it comes to uh, medicines because you know they're they're not designed for for the modern people, and we're all somewhat sick. Uh, they they've been designed for robust uh, uh you know people that live off the land so they're much more resilient this is campbell how you said uh, the, the toad um no it's a frog the the, the frog. toad one is is the bufo the bufo which is the yeah. one where you get the crazy it's licking the back of the toad is the bufo uh i'm not aware of the kids licking toads yeah i, I think somewhere but never mind good i'm glad you're not aware of that let's not be aware of that neither of the cambo nor the bufo is licking the back of a, of a toad for hallucinogenic purposes no the bufo is smoking the toad uh, smoking the the venom of the toad uh, oh, wow. and the cambo is uh, applying let me show you so uh yeah i don't know if you can see the dots yeah. They, yeah. they burn a dot on your skin and then apply the frog venom and you feel 
it for about 20 minutes, but then uh, it's good for you. And as you can see, I was trying to make a little wire of the, the dots, like the, the wire that I have here. So they burn your skin and then put the venom on it? The frog venom, yes. And obviously your immune system reacts, so the way I've been explained to is you get every cell in your body feels attacked, so it starts uh, releasing those uh, compounds that feel better so this is how it works i, I believe well for, but, those uh, you, for those of you just quickly the those of you who are not looking at this on youtube uh, sam showed his upper shoulder and it's well a whole number of circular burns are up there at which where they put the the venom on and of course as he said he tried to do it in a in a wire uh, shape so it looks like a i don't know a light tattoo this is what it looks like, it's like a burned mm -hmm. tattoo. Sorry, go on. Yeah, well, that that you see in my shoulder, that's uh, that's like a, a year's worth of many different combo ceremonies. Uh, so it's not like you do it all at once. It pro you'll probably kill me that amount. Uh, and uh, I've been doing it because there's nothing pleasant about that pro process. Unlike with ayahuasca, you might experience pleasant and euphoric moments. With combo, it's always just pain and purging terrible but it it absolutely helped me uh with with my allergy and sinus issues so uh, yeah once again we don't offer it as a treat because i think it's it's uh it's it would uh if you do it on a thousand people i believe it would kill one at least serious stuff and um so you go down to the amazon to the jungle to do this no i have a uh, another facilitator friend that works with I go. I go to visit him and okay, and get get some combo. So uh, you're not branching out. You're not offering this. You are offering just ayahuasca, known as well as courses. Yeah, hey, you have your taita, your your shaman from the Putumayo who comes up. You've now treated more than a thousand people. It's amazing. Uh, and tell me about. I mean, what's next? Because you've got to such. You said you're going to increase uh, the amount of ceremony. It just sounds like you're already, you know, you've reached, you've reached an amazing uh, point already. Yeah, we've really done uh, done well. Uh, on, on the last point uh, regarding combo and all the stuff, just uh, a disclaimer, right? This is not, <laughs> this is not a medical advice. Right? So yeah. don't don't go doing combo and then blaming us for referring it. Okay. Uh, same goes with ayahuasca. Uh, I am. I get responsible for people that come to our retreat but uh, do your due diligence when choosing a retreat because unfortunately there are some uh, bad uh, stories and uh, do your homework uh, look at look for the reviews especially in places which the facilitators can control like uh, google or other so yeah on the on the topic of uh, the business and the plans yeah i i openly talk about ayahuasca retreat being a business because there are some people that uh, prefer to not talk about it this way and I think it's just untrue and they they don't give you price they say the amount of the donation and I think it's uh, it's just sort of hiding before be, uh, hiding behind linguistics ayahuasca retreat absolutely is a business and a very difficult one and, and you need to try and uh, charge reasonable prices while still making some money so you can make improvements so our plan is uh, within 
next year. Uh, let's make a plan for a year and a half, and maybe okay. we meet up again a year and a half from now. Uh, hopefully, by the time you'll come to the retreat and we record live after <laughs> your uh, after your ayahuasca ceremony. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, our plan is to <clears throat> uh, build a medicine house. Finally, it's coming soon, like a like a standalone, not not just like a part of the house, like it is now, but a standalone house for medicine only. We've already built uh, four cabins, beautiful cabins for people because some people don't like shared rooms that we've been able to provide before. More, We've already built gym. So if you want to stay fit while at the retreat, you can do that. <laughs> we already have ice bath. What, what I need now is a sauna. We'll probably have it a year and a half from now. We'll check. Uh, we're planning to build a separate space for people to rest, have a space for people to work. Uh, have a little coffee shop style area where you can uh, have buy a juice or a coffee or a decaf coffee if you're during the the retreat. So the plan is to stop just being an ayahuasca retreat, but also become a place where people come to stay long term while being healthy in the nature, working out, uh, working with good internet, uh, being able to eat healthy and have a supportive community around. Because what, what I did notice after many, many retreats that we hosted is that the team, uh, the group of people, when they have a ceremony together or share a couple of ceremonies together, they really, really bond. They become like family. They don't want to separate. And they a lot of them want to stay behind. Mm. And as of now, we, we're not able to provide that because we don't have space. So the plan is to build that space and have people come for ayahuasca and stay for the community and never want to leave. Sounds like a lifestyle retreat. Um, it sounds like a destination rather than, you know, solely mm -hmm. ayahuasca retreat. So it's just amazing. Uh, I, you know, and I, yes, in 2025, we'll talk again. <laughs> and uh, um, so let's just, uh, let's just do you some promotion here. Ayahuascapodcast.com. I suppose it's found on all, on all platforms. Very easy to find. Uh, Spotify, I believe. And, um, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, so it has to be that, unfortunately. Yeah, it has to be that. And then the website, ayahuascaincolumbia.com. It's the website. But, of course, La Huayra. Uh, do your mm -hmm. research. Check out the reviews. Uh, see what other people have said about it. Uh, Sam has no fear because they're all positive. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, positive reviews. And, well, I think it's amazing. And it's so nice to hear a story of some has, I think, uh, followed a dream and is making a real success on it. So well done, Sam, and thank you for sharing this information with us. Thank you, Richard. Thank you for having me again. And uh, yeah, what, what I've been pursuing, and uh, uh, same as you and a lot of your uh, the guests you interview, is that Colombian dream, you yeah. know. Uh, and uh, I think uh, I kind of, I, I want to talk, Parting words is uh, I'm really grateful to this country because uh, because of the access to those amazing ancestral medicines because of the beautiful weather and I'm such an optimist on Colombia I believe if um, if uh, some nobody screws it up I believe it's going to be a first world country one day and uh, in our business as well we've been able to like as of now we we ha we have 20 
for working for us, building and facilitating cooking. Uh, our shaman, he, he's also been able to do really well for himself. And obviously, he supports his own indigenous community. And I just, I think your listeners to this podcast, I just want to encourage everyone to come to Colombia, family, start a business, create some employment, and maybe uh, sooner or later we'll uh, we'll get Colombia to the, to the point where it deserves to be. Well, I certainly hope so. From very, very uh, well, um, very appreciated words there, Sam so much for ending on such a nice it's been a positive a podcast all, all together but of course thank you for ending on, on such a high note I know that my listeners will appreciate this immensely so let me just say again uh, ayahuascapodcast.com for those interested in the podcast and ayahuascaincolumbia.com for the La Huayra website we will we'll of course put those up on our, our social media pages and so on so let me say Sam in rural Antioquia thank you for your time all the best for the future as always it's a real pleasure let's talk again in 2025 thank you richard most welcome this has been episode 491 of the columbia calling podcast my name is richard mccall we've been talking to sam in antioquia of la Hueda, and we'll be back next week with further information and stories about columbia so bye-bye the columbia calling is sponsored by Latin News, a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean since 1967. Their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. We are also sponsored by BNB Columbia which is a leading tour operator providing a wonderful range of exclusive small group shared tours for those over 50, along with customizable private tours, both popular and off-the-map destinations throughout this beautiful and diverse country. If you're interested in experiencing one of their unforgettable journeys through Colombia, be it a shared tour with like-minded travelers or creating a unique private package of your own, just complete the form on the Columbia Calling www.columbiacalling.co or the BNB Columbia Tours website. That's www.bnbcolumbia.com and they'll be in touch within 24 hours to answer all of your questions and to start the planning of your exclusive Colombian adventure. That's bnbcolumbia.com and latinnews.com. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. The Columbia Calling podcast is sponsored by Latin News, a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean since 1967. Their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. We are also sponsored by... BNB Columbia Tours, which is a leading tour operator providing a wonderful range of exclusive small group shared tours for those over 50, along with customizable private tours to both popular and off-the-map destinations throughout this beautiful and diverse country. 
If you're interested in experiencing one of their unforgettable journeys through Colombia, be it a shared tour with like-minded travelers or creating a unique private package of your own, just complete the form on the Columbia Calling website, that's www.columbiacalling.co, or the BNB Columbia Tours website, that's www.bnbcolumbia.com, and they'll be in touch within 24 hours to answer all of your questions and to start the planning of your exclusive Colombian adventure. So that's bnbcolumbia.com and latinnews.com. Dot com. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.